When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You're listening to the COB Podcast here at AusBiz. I'm David Scott, joined, luckily enough today, by Cara Ordway. Cara, look, uh, before the start of trade, of course, we saw Spy Futures are pointing down quite a lot, I know, 40-odd points or so, and that was followed on what was a pretty positive lead from Wall Street. Uh, looked funny and then it proved to be because, of course, by the end of today's session, we finished in the green. Yeah, it, was, it felt like quite a busy day. I guess we're heading into reporting season now. But, I mean, look, just slightly in the green on the day, it was kind of hovering just three-tenths of a percent higher as we headed into that close. But it's pretty mixed across the board. Materials finishing in the green. Re- uh, real estate down in the red consumer staples also trading lower yeah the rates probably impacted you'd have to guess by what's going on when it comes to bond yields around the world of course in the united states hitting fresh over two years high now uh, following the release of that it's a pretty stellar jobs report in the states as you mentioned i know started reporting season grain corp had an update coming through today uh upgrading uh, income guidance for the uh, year ahead and into fy23 as well uh the top performer on the 200 today we spoke with MD Robert Spurway on the program as well. When it comes to companies, when you talk about you know, who's benefiting and who's struggling at the moment, when you think of Graincorp, uh, it's pretty hard to go past them for like one of those top performers over the past 12 months. Yeah, one of the key questions I asked him was, how have you got around not having those supply chain issues that we've seen, those labour shortages that we've seen for many companies? And he said they just moved early, so they got ahead of the game, they knew they were coming, uh, and they made sure they had infrastructure in place to make sure that they could get those deliveries out. Yeah, undoubtedly a really well-run company. The one thing that uh, no, everyone points back to, though, is it is still uh, very much impacted by cyclical factors, of course. No, it wasn't too long ago here in Australia we are talking about drought and uh, no, crops, uh, uh, crop conditions that weren't ideal. So that gives you a reminder that uh, no, when things are really good, they're really good, and when they're bad, they can be quite bad as well. That being in mind, we might as well get straight to it. Grain caught with our stock of the day. So Koshi sat down today with Gary Glover from Novus Capital and Andrew Page from Strawman.com to go and get their take as to whether Grain Corp is a buy at current levels. Big plus in that uh, update this morning was probably not so much the headline number or um, cracking result. It was actually that uh, 2023 looks like it's going to be pretty strong as well. That's probably the big sweetener there today. If I held the stock, I wouldn't be selling it. I'd be definitely holding on here. So not only have we had great growing conditions, the Northern Hemisphere has had a lot of demand for Aussie grain. They've had supply issues there. Grain Corp saying that they haven't had much in terms of supply chain disruptions. Everything has just lined up. Although the last 12 months in terms of the share price has been uh, fantastic, as we panned out, as we did a moment ago, you'll see the longer term performance isn't that great from a share price perspective, but also from a fundamentals perspective. Is this a terrible business? Absolutely not. Is this one of the best 20, 30 businesses on the ASX? And, you know, when your money is in Grain Corp, it's not in others that might be a little bit better. Right. So. Yeah. A hold if you like that kind of thing, but for me, you know, personally, I'm not a, I'm not a buyer, I'm not a holder. Um, I think there's better opportunities. There we have it. 
wasn't in the portfolio and going in the portfolio. Maybe we've left a bit of alpha on the table there. Grandcorp's had a really good 12 months, but relatively speaking, of course, no risk reps award. Well, maybe uh, you can understand why there's a little bit of caution there amongst the analyst community. Uh, look, uh, there's lots going on as well, Cara, when it comes to you know, earnings updates. Uh, ANZ out with a, a trading update for the first quarter as well. NIM pressures just constantly being there, cost out, you know, trying to go and alleviate those pressures. Unlike Westpac last week, ANZ today, uh, under a little bit of pressure, uh, a lot of people are saying that uh, no, across the key metrics, plenty of misses there relative to expectations. Yeah, Magellan, uh, Magellan in that financial space as well, having a tough day down over 11% on the day. Of course, Hamish Douglas taking some medical leave and the market did not like that one. Yeah, anyone you can look at the, uh, the share price performance of Magellan over the last 12 months will probably see that a lot of pressure. And then I just wonder, last week, of course, Meta's, uh, Meta's big miss and uh, the huge 25% odd drop. Of course, Magellan was a big uh, investor in that particular company, whether that might have contributed as well. But we hope that, uh, that Hamish Douglas, I uh, know all the best for a speech recovery no one likes to go and uh, see that pressure go and take its toll um look i'll tell you another person who's probably you know no feeling a little bit glum today uh adam dawes from shawn partners <laughs> now uh look the international border it's going to be opening here in australia to, to fully vaccinated uh, travelers from february 21 i didn't think it was that much a surprise that it was coming we'd already seen that, that uh, i know for some select markets and some select groups uh the international border was already open but uh dorsey you had a chat with him during the course of the day and uh, he went and sold some travel stocks and uh, lo and behold that announcement came through and travel stocks up and about later on this uh, later on this afternoon. Yeah, I must admit, I didn't know that he'd sold Webjet this morning and I just kind of asked him as a last final question on the travel sector. It was looking pretty hot. Uh, Flight Centre was doing well. Webjet was up over 5% and he said, look, some days you just don't pick them. And this morning he sold some Webjet. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, see across the board here, Hello World up 11.3%. Flight Centre 8.7%. Uh, corporate travel up 8.2%. Webjet 6.6%. Uh, the list goes on. Anything travel-related and airline-related, Qantas as well, I think, had a gain of more than 5% uh, for the session. So it really gives you an indication that uh, no, that whippy price action, there's lots of uh, optimism priced in there. Had a chat with uh, Julie Lee from Berman Invest, though, at the close uh, with Nadine, and uh, put the question, because she likes corporate travel, and I just said from my anecdotal experience, what I can see travelling around Australia at the moment, uh, there's not much corporate travel taking place, and uh, I think the question a lot of people are going to start asking themselves like no yes face-to-face is fantastic but the cost of benefit when you can just go and jump on a zoom call or a skype call or something like that are we going to go and see that you know immediately come back to the kind of levels it was before the pandemic i'm still a bit debatable about yeah it's also that short term or those kind of quick holidays that used to take i used to go to bali a lot and you know bali still have uh, quarantine in place for four days they have open now but i don't think Qantas have resumed flights so it's going to take a while i think to start to kick in people start booking flights without the concern that they're going to get cancelled. Yeah, exactly right. And then, look, you've got some great stories. We won't go through all of them, but when you had to go and travel back to the UK for Christmas to go see your family, it, it's anything but uh, no, uh, a logistical ease at the moment to go through. Like, no, even those really key travel hubs at the moment, uh, anything but uh, no, easy to go and navigate, particularly if you're coming from what's deemed to be a high-risk country. Yeah, it was interesting because on my way there to London th- via Singapore, it was fine, wandering around the airport. And then, you know, within a couple of weeks, everything had changed. Omicron had, had hit the decks and we were being kind of shuffled into pens for a, a lovely six-hour stopover where you could only buy a bottle of water, really. You couldn't walk around or do anything. It was just kind of cornered off. So things change quickly. As a father of a 
10 month old that doesn't sound very very appealing <laughs> whatsoever to be stuck in a room for uh, that period of time with some chips and a really expensive bottle of water oh look i tell you one thing that uh, there is a lot of uh, uncertainty out there at the moment is higher oil prices yeah i, I it's look we don't have a lot of uh, investment coming through in that uh, particular industry at the moment. We know ESG considerations and we know that OPEC has gone and taken a lot of barrels offline. But getting them back on board when demand is clearly starting to pick up, Omicron Way seems to be dissipating around the world. And uh, lo and behold, WTI, Brent, both are uh, trading north of th- uh, 90 bucks a barrel now. And people are talking about 100 bucks as well. So probably an opportune time. We uh, had a chat with David Lennox from Fat Profits today uh, looking how to go and play that through the ASX prism of energy producers. Well, of course, Scotty, it's all about those US inflation CPI numbers this week. We also had a chat earlier about Asian equities and their, them being the place to be as central banks come to grips with inflation. That was with Isaac Paul from Oceana Financial Services. And he's getting more of a positive view now, particularly on Chinese and Hong Kong stocks. Yeah, well, certainly today, upon the resumption of trade uh, from Lunar New Year holidays there in China, uh, all the main indices up and about, uh, you know, lots of gains coming through. I'll tell you another area that's uh, getting some strong gains today. It's uh, the commodity space in China. Now, of course, a lot of them are playing catch up to what's been seen elsewhere in the world. One move really caught my eye and it actually uh, prompted the view that I wrote today. Uh, iron ore prices, from a risk reward balance at the moment, I just think that when you look at where it's trading at relative to fundamentals uh, and where it's likely to evolve from here, prices look much more like you no know, downside risks seem much more acute than upside given where it sits at the moment the one thing that really strikes me is that the property uh, crackdown in china yes we know that evergrande uh, is probably going to be wound up at some point uh, but that's got a lot of headlines but i don't think there's really been a lot of thought process out there in the marketplace but this is the largest source of steel demand in china and if you take that out of the equation the growth rates that we've seen over years, years and years and years of overbuilding and you leave it to infrastructure yes it uses you know, quite a bit of steel as well but relatively speaking, it pales in comparison. So you look at that, you look at you know, the Chinese you know, starting to go make noise about prices as well. We saw how effective it was when it came to thermal coal prices. So the view today is, uh, yeah, risk-reward favours, more downside uh, when it comes to iron ore prices from here. So we've seen such a dramatically uh, you know, good run for those Australian listed miners. So maybe have a think about you know, the longer-term trajectory for where prices will go from here. Cara, so you mentioned the inflation print in the other uh, states. What else have we got our eyes on? I know domestically we've got lots of earnings coming out as well. Macquarie is going to be with up a trading update tomorrow. CBA amongst the banks as well is going to be released on Wednesday. Uh, on the, the, the economic kind of well, of course, we've got uh, what's coming on with uh, ANZ, our Consumer Confidence, the weekly survey. And then we also hear from the NAB business survey. Really interesting to see how businesses are feeling given the uncertainty out there at the moment. Yeah, I've, of course, always got my eye on the Australian dollar. Sitting around that 70, 80 handle at the moment, so dipping below 71 cents. A couple of the forecasts that I've heard for this week is that we might see that 69 handle traded once again. Of course, there is now the thought that if that inflation print comes in hot, that we might see a 50 basis point hike from the Fed. Yeah, just over one in three chance being priced in for a 50 basis point hike. I look, honestly... Having seen how markets respond to supersized moves in the past, particularly when it's going to be taking away the punch bowl, uh, the Fed goes down that path, uh, it will send a very strong message. Whether it's a message that the markets want to go in here, uh, it could do more harm than good. There's nothing wrong with delivering a, a steady, steady uh, string of hikes over the course of a cycle. But going hard and you know, lumpy straight off the other bat, 
uh, is probably going to go and get a few people uh, nervous. So we'll see what happens when the Fed, of course, has to go and digest that and so many other figures out later in the week. But it's going to be chock-a-block. It's going to be a busy week. Yeah, well, we've always got lots of guests to talk about those events. Hayden Dimes, economist at ANZ, is, of course, always, as always, going to talk about those consumer confidence numbers tomorrow. I've got Carl Rodder on at the trade. So it's always good to find out what retail, the retail crowd are trading, whether they're liking the volatility and whether there's a bit of a change in sentiment. Absolutely. So give me a quick uh, no, shout out hits as well to the, uh, the, the C-suite interviews we're doing in relation to earnings season here locally. Uh, Aviango, the Charter Hall, Long Whale Reef Fund Manager will be joining us on the program uh, shortly before 3 p.m. And then right at 3 p.m., Steve Johnson, Suncorp Chief Executive, will be on the program. No doubt by the time that we go to air at 8.30 tomorrow morning, we'll have a whole bunch of other C-suite lined up to go and get their views about what's going on in corporate Australia. So looking forward to that one. Until then, I think we might go wrap it up and get ready for a big Tuesday. Sounds good. We'll see you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.